Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. You know, there are a million role-playing games in this naked city, and these are some of them. I'll talk about that right after this. All right. Well, actually, what I want to talk about is, yes, your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There are a lot of role-playing games out there, more than, more than you can imagine. Some of them are very specific, some of them are very wide, some of them are generic and things like that. The point I'm trying to get is you should probably at least familiarize yourself as a GM with as many as you can. The reason being is there are, just like there is uh, a lot of role-playing games, that role-playing games are basically a simulation of, of fantasy, of, of life with fantasy or whatever genre it is. You know, a lot of times you're emulating something, something in, in a general term or in a specific term. And there are many, there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. There's more than one way to to do that in a rule sense. And you should find the one that you, you know, that you enjoy, use that. But I think you could, everybody could uh, benefit from exposing yourself to as many rule systems as possible. No matter, even if you don't like the genre. I mean, there, there are some genres out there I don't really care for, but the mechanics fascinate me. And believe it or not, that's the way it was with Hyperboreas. Oh, it's just a one-y one clone knockoff. I don't know about that Conan stuff. And then I read it. And then I started playing it. And it is fun. So there are things like that. I'd say go out and look at role-playing games that are like a 180 from what you're used to. If you're used to a class and level system, go try GURPS or Champions. That's point buy right there. It's not the same point buy either. They're, they're two kind of different point buys. Uh, if you're used to things like Champions or, or GURPS or something like that, look at, some, look at something like Call of, Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu, which is the basic role-playing engine. Which also you could also throw in uh, uh, RuneQuest with that, because that is a percentile-based, skill-based system, and they don't do it the 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 usual the way you're used to. Also, there are games that just do away with stuff. You, you if you're used to like you know the standard class of level D and D six six stat system where you have six basic stats and maybe skills or, or you know class abilities and things like that uh, look at some look at something like um, index card RPG index card RPG has six stats but they're all your pluses you don't even men mess with you know three to 18 there's also some I've seen out there that have no stats at all uh, I'm thinking of easy d6 off the top of my head 
where you're you're you it's defined by your class. You have a class, you pick a class, and that's okay, you're stronger in this than this type of thing. Another one is a game called Bare Bones Fantasy. Bare Bones Fantasy do not have any kind of physical stats. You pick out your race, you pick out your what they call skills, which is actually your class. Because you're picking like cleric, enchanter, warrior, um, scout. And all this stuff comes with, you know, what you're good at. And there are ways, I believe, you can you can cu- customize that, I should say. But that's what you should really expose yourself to, at least I think, in as a GM or as a player, too. There is nothing wrong with looking at a game you've never played before, just, just to look at it. Uh, it's just, you know, it's there. One, one of the recent ones I got was Karen, C-A-I-R-N. And it has, uh, it has some unique ideas in here about how to pl- make a character, how to run a game. Sometimes the combat could be pretty, pretty involved in certain games. And the, the, like you, you do um, Rollmaster. Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of lot of stuff to crunch to get down. Um, and like Karen, you start with your name, background, character traits, starting gear. If you're a spellcast, you have a spellbook, equipment, and it mentions almost. Oh, here we go. Abilities. Abilities are strength, dexterity, and willpower, and that's it. Now, how do you do that? Um, I I will look. Okay, in this game with uh, three ability scores, you roll 3d6, probably straight down, to find out what your three ability scores are. And it's a roll-under game. So anything you're trying to do with those stats or anything else, you roll under, you succeed. And a lot of games... I mean, there are so many simple games out there like that. Uh, Combat is like move 40 feet and attack, or attack and move 40 feet. You know, never the twain shall meet, I believe. And it shows you about how to do some monsters, how to come up with some monsters. They, 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 uh, like there's a lot of books out here like uh, Tells and Trolls and there's a couple other ones where they encourage you to pull things from another game. For instance, uh, to the uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics. I noticed they said you should read your own monster book for those. But here's a few monsters. They give you like the basics. But they show you, okay, this is the way to do it with DCC. Uh, Tunnels and Trolls is infamous for that because they always... they What really irked me about when I first got into Tunnels and Trolls was the fact they didn't have any monsters. And it basically comes down to a like a, a threat class or damage class, damage class or whatever. They make it real simple to make the monsters, but they don't give you any examples. I mean, they don't give you any... There's no monster section in there of the basic stuff. Orcs, goblins, dragons, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They don't put that in there. They expect you to extrapolate or get them from another monster book and adapt. The only place I found a, a actual... Um, and I'm talking about deluxe tunnels and trolls here because uh, that's what I have. Uh, what they show you in... Uh, the only place I found a list of monsters and their threat levels and stuff was on the GM screen. 
And it's like, it kind of blew my mind. It's like, this is it. So I had to make my own monster book. I found one on, I found one online uh, that I downloaded and I've been using that. But it, it just kind of irked me. But there are some games that will do that. You know, the, and, and that's a good, and actually that's good practice. If you're playing something like Tunnels and Trolls, you got to come up with your own monster stats. That's a good, that's good practice on how to adapt like a monster or something to your game. Adaption is always the key because it's just, that's the way, that's the way it works. But anyway, as a GM and a player, I'm going to mostly focus on GM here, but but you shouldn't expose yourself to as many different role-playing games as possible because not only are you getting more knowledge for your game, you can also take whatever you want out of these games if it works. If you can adapt it to your game system, to your campaign, more power to you. I've taken stuff out of other games. I took something out... Let's see, what do I use? I use uh, Blades in the Dark. I really didn't care for the game. I thought it was interesting and the way it came up with some th- things, but there's a mechanic or two I stole out of it and I use in my games. I love it. And so, like I said, there's stuff here you can cherry pick from. And if you do cherry pick, whatever makes your game or campaign better, grab it. I learned this a while ago. I, I, I briefly worked for Artelzorian Games. And I met a new Mike Pondsmith, and he showed me uh, at the office the collection of games they had there. And he said, I read everything. Uh, anything, whether it's a board game or a tactical or role-playing game, I look at everything, even if I'm not going to play it, because I never know what's going to give me inspiration and what I can steal for my game, which is something you should not be ashamed of either. You know, steal what you can. Don't steal as much. I always steal as much as you can carry. Let me put it that way. (laughs) Because if you ever decide to, you know, publish it or something, you're going to have to go back and go, okay, I use that either. I'm going to have to give him credit for it. Or get it, take it out of the game, or whatever. Anyway, anyway, you get my drift there. You know, use it, use what you can. Now, full disclosure, I do say these things knowing for a fact that I don't read everything, especially if it's something I'm not interested in. But I've had I've had instances where people say, "Here, take this book, look at it," because I was doing a review or something like that, and. I look at it and I go, wow, there's there's some really neat stuff in here, even though I don't agree with the genre. Because I am, you know, I'm a fussy eater. I'm a fussy role player, too. I'm a fussy gamer. Because I want, there are certain things I just won't look at. Like something like Bushido, not interested. Or better yet, I won't look at anything that says 5E on it. Because I just, I don't want to deal with, with 5e. I mean, I play in a, a 5e game. That's the extent of it right there. I play it on Roll20. I don't even have the book. I have the PDFs of the books because I refuse to buy them because I refuse to, one, support Watsy because they've been really bad. But also, 
I've spent as I've spent more than enough money on role playing games that I like and earlier editions of this game that I don't really feel like throwing any more money at them, especially when it, you know the, it averages fifty bucks a book. Now I may I may be able to you know, understand that for the core rule books, just barely. I still think that's, a, I mean, yes, I know you can get them cheaper or used or whatever, but I'm talking about MSRP here. So I, I can, I can barely justify that. But when you, they come out with hardback modules that are 50 bucks a module. I better get a lot of playing time out of that. And I'm sure you do, but I just, I can't, I'm sorry. My budget is such that I cannot, spend $50 for a module. And what really irks me is I'm of the old school, the fact that I will write in modules. I may not write in pen. I will, hell, I've written in core rule books before, but I don't, I don't do it permanently. But at the same time, that's what you're supposed to do, adapt it. You're supposed to do stuff like that. You know, originally it was the modules, especially the Judges Guild modules, because they, they were even cheaperly, cheaper made than the TSR stuff. But their encouragement was, go ahead, change it, make it your own. If you need another copy, buy another copy because they're cheap. If I'm buying 50 bucks for, for a module, there ain't no way I'm going to market it or change, well, change things. But I mean, you know, it's just a little extra. It's extra effort I don't want to deal with. So that's probably the, anyway that that it wasn't supposed to be a five e dump, but you can understand where I'm coming from. The fact that I just you know there's just certain things I have a hard time looking at, but people who have shown me things and I go, oh, that's a good idea. That's another story. Okay, it's just that I'm the kind of guy where you got to sit them down and force them to look at it. Uh, my anecdote um, in my film career, film buff career, when I was in college. Okay, I'm going to date myself a bit here. When I was in community college, Chinatown came out. And my friend Dana said, oh, let's go see this. I really want to see it. And I looked and I go, mm, I wasn't really into film noir at the time. And I thought, mm. so I go there. And I was amazed. Then I went and saw it again. And again, every time it was out, I would go see it somehow. A film festival, some kind of... Uh, I don't think they do at the college or a, a seminar, whatever. I would go see it. I now own it on Blu-ray. It is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And I never would have looked at it had my friend Dana not dragged me to a theater. So, yes, I'm that way, but I shouldn't be. So I'm fighting that all the time. But... You're probably. I'm hoping you're you're a better character than I am, and you can you can understand what I'm. Well, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying, but you know, go do not do not use me as an example. Just you know, do what I say, not what I do. I can't help that. I try to live up to what I, you know, what I I want to do, but it's hard. But I still try. Anyway, 
Joe, go for, go try the games. Go try go try as many as you can. Go look at as many as you can, even if you don't run them or play them. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you for single donations. Go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, we have the Young YUNG Young Grognar podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Geek podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>